Welcome to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire, a weekly podcast with Mina Khoury, an Ayurvedic practitioner and spiritual teacher who brings the ancient, time-tested wisdom of Ayurveda in this time of great upheaval and global ascension to inspire you to the next level of your spiritual evolution. She will discuss all topics related to your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you ready to be free of all suffering and soar to your heart's calling? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Meena Puri, your host. I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner, spiritual counselor, and I just released my second book, Wake Up and Heal, Six Steps to Emotional Freedom. So today I'm very excited to have a wonderful guest on our podcast. Her name is Sherry Richards. Sherry Richards is an owner and publisher of Good Fat Life. It's a lifestyle magazine and wellness company focused on supporting brilliant self-care so we can live our best life. We like to say that it all starts with eating good fat. I can get behind that. So please welcome Sherry Richards to the show. Hi. <laughs> so nice. You know, as I just read your bio, I it just it's that's the whole sentence what you do and stand for. It's just awesome. So tell the audience how you how did you come up with this brilliant magazine? <laughs> <laughs> so let me do a little shameless plug, right? For yes, Good yeah. Fat Life. Look it at is that. a real, real magazine. It's digital and it's in, ah, I get this backwards. Yeah. Um, so it was an evolution, right? I mean, how many of us woke up, I mean, you know, popped out and woke up one day and said, hey, I want to have a lifestyle magazine that um, with good, around good fat. Yeah. Um, the, the backstory was, was a good friend of mine and colleague um, found that uh, he's a, a chiropractor, nutritionist practitioner, and found that so many of his patients were not getting enough good fat in mm-hmm. their day. And um, as you know, Mina, you know, fat yeah. is so important, right? It's fundamental yeah. to and I'm not talking about eating tons of it. It's yeah. um, we're talking about avocados and olive oil and um, not French fries and you know <laughs> fried fish. Yeah. Um, but fat's so fundamental, and um, in in our society, like it started in the '50s when we were raised that fat was bad for you. Yeah. And not to eat fat. And so we were raised with all this non-fat food. And when you really look at the ingredients, it's it's um, uh, sugar. I know. And carbs. It's high carb and high sugar. Mm-hmm. And um, it just is our population has slowly gotten fatter and sicker um, over the years. And fundamental is our diet as you know. It's absolutely, you know, it's really an example of how we like to swing in the extremes. Mm. Um, You know, I don't know why human beings do that, but they swing from one extreme to the other. No fat, all fat. So all fat would be your really people who are really high into um, 
ketogenic diet mm-hmm. on a long-term basis, and that also had is problematic. And I think we started the no-fat diet because, you know. Well, I do know. But, I, I know the, the story. You know the story behind that? No, what's is, the story? Yeah, there were um, people were starting to um, uh, gain weight. This is like back, I want to say, in the 50s, mid-50s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was after the war and uh, um, the economy was good. People were doing well. Well, and they were eating more, um, you know, white bread and processed foods were coming out. Mm-hmm. And then so in an effort to kind of halt that, the the, the powers that be looked at the, at the calories. So a fat gram has nine calories. A carb, a carb has four and a protein has four, right? Mm-hmm. So that logic, so they used that logic and said, okay, let's cut fat out of our diet because that's where the, the highest, because that'll reduce the calories because everything was about the calorie. And there was no um, no looking at, at what the fat actually did, the purpose of fat in the diet. And, the, and fat also is, provides a high satiety value, right? Yeah. So when we eat fat, we're full longer. Yeah, exactly. So, so they cut the fat, the bad, high calorie fat out of the diet. And what it did is so people started eating more um, low calorie, I mean, low fat foods, but those, but there was no satiety. So you didn't stay full. So they ate more. So they they ate more. um, And then, of course, the fats that they were eating were trans fats. So it wasn't good for you anyway. So that was kind of the, that was the genesis behind it. It was, you know, it really is uh, evolutionary because we just, I had a conversation with someone yesterday, this whole calorie counting, it's a, it's a, it'll do you in. It's a mental trap and um, the body doesn't care about calories. Mm. Your body isn't counting calories. Your mind is. Mm. And um, the body's looking at the nutrients it needs, what it can use for fuel and what it can't uh, identify or metabolize. It stays in the body as undigested material, which ultimately leads to toxicity in the body. And so toxicity, weight gain, illnesses and all that good stuff. And I think I think the reason I'm just trying to think of why I think what happened with with the fat, we didn't understand the difference between good fat and bad fat. Right. And, you know, anytime when a new concept is coming out, there are always those who are going to cash in on either your confusion or your dream. And you're going to say, by the way, I have this for you, right? So when calories became the problem, they're like, we have low, we have low fat, we have zero fat, we've taken all the fat out. But then there also came those, uh, you know, people kind of use like, oh, fat is good for you, not to, un- to understand that how to use fat, because, you know, there's a boiling point or the high heat point at which point that any fat will turn into toxicity. And Uh, Like you mentioned, you know, trans fat and all the bad fats and people didn't understand the difference between good fat and bad fat. And again, we being a culture of the extremes, we just think no fat, all the fat. But, you know, the solution is always in the hardest place. It's in the middle. It's It's, in the middle. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is in the middle. And, and fat, I mean, and fat has not historically been easy to eat. Right. So and as we become um, people on the go and we're and really gotten into this, let we want to grab something quick and easy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not easy to grab an avocado. No, it's so much easier to grab a granola bar Mm -hmm. or something that's an easy snack. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's lots of (laughs) fats had its challenges along the way. But the truth is, and the, and there are becoming a lot more, um, and that a lot more snacks available that mm-hmm. are you know high fat, um, high good fat, good quality fat snacks. But it takes being mindful and understanding what you're doing. Right. So again, even like the quantity, how much fat to consume, we really have to wrap our mindset around it. That you know, a handful of nuts, good fat, is mm-hmm. really just a handful of nuts. Right. Although the body does not count calories, the body does measure excessive nutrition. <laughs> mm, right. Right. So it's not measuring it in terms of calories. Body couldn't care less, but it knows, okay, are you like overnourished? Which might be the problem of our culture of abundance around food. Um, you know, are you overnourished? I, I don't, I think malnourished is not the problem of the Western culture, at least on the average. I think it's more a problem in the underworld or third world countries. Um, So it just, again, to balance it out requires mindfulness. That that we're willing to be mindful and awake all the time to what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like the word overnourished. Yeah. I've never I've never heard that before, but that's a great word, right? Yeah, it's too much of a good thing. I mean, too. one apple is good for you, well, ten may be a problem. Yeah, maybe even a problem for some people, like or, avocado, right? right? Sure, you can have some people can get away with eating a whole avocado, but it you know there are some of us who say it's like, well, I eat an avocado for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I keep gaining weight. I thought this was good fat, and I'm like, <laughs> huh, this is <laughs> okay. One avocado, maybe half an avocado, depending on the size of it. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I'm eating avocado. And and the thing is, you know, like we really, I don't, I think it doesn't matter what food, we don't get a, like a, like a free out of jail card. We just, we, we can't, we can't kind of look at any information blindly and extrapolated over our entire thinking and thinking that we're going to get away with it. We're not. Life is a balancing act. Life is a, life is a, you know, life, life does wonderfully if we are awake to it. If you're not, then, you know, it can do you in and it does us in all the time. (laughs) Yes, it does. But you said something that's um, so I, I I never, you know, it wasn't like my big aspiration to have a magazine and a lifestyle branded company. Um, But what I found when I was working with my partners on creating a good fat snack Mm -hmm. is to your point about awareness and being awake is that people who understood when I'd have conversations with people who understood the value of good fat, they also cared about 
the, the thoughts they think Absolutely. and the environment that they surround themselves with and being mindful and um, being aware. And that to me was just fascinating. Yeah. Right. It, it's fascinating. And, and just my own journey. It's like, we, <laughs> we teach what, what we need to know. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, well, I want to know more. How do I, how do I, um, and it was so frustrating to find information that you that I felt was true, was non-biased and was just kind of the facts. The facts, um, yeah. That it you wasn't, know, yeah. Go ahead. You know, so much of our food choices, believe it or not, are subconscious. And that's where the media plays a big role. And they know that. They're not dummies. So, you know, you go to a grocery shop and you are not even, you're thinking, you're going to buy Whole Foods. And the next thing you know, there's this thing sitting on the end of the aisle, this, this magic bar with all the goodness and zero calories and all the energies. It's a magic bar. And you just remember, oh, that's the ad that I saw. Mm. There goes the concept of buying whole foods out the window. And not to mention that there are all kinds of things slapped around in a bar that should not be together. Mm-hmm. That should not be combined, right? And um, because, you know, it's just, so that's a subconscious decision. And you don't even know you made it. That's exactly the point. That's why we, when you talk about the mind, the, the thoughts that you feed your mind, it's about the, the, the thoughts that others are making plays, making, taking residence in your head. Those are the thoughts of the marketers and the companies who are trying to psychologically, subconsciously influence you. That's why we pay attention to what we watch, because no mind is strong enough to uh, throw away the information that has already entered. Well, I know even I read labels. Um, yeah. I really am good about reading labels, except when the packaging is so brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, that I'll, I'll look at the package and it will say the right words you know, good for you, fat, or blah, blah, whatever, wholesome nutrition, something. And it's like, I get a mind bypass, right? You really do. And, you really and, so, do, yeah. and, and normally I would pick up the package and, and read the labels and go, oh, okay, this, it, it doesn't fit with, with my, what I want to choose. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I, you just get I, I it. just, I just get it. And then I get home and then, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, like the, the branding packaging magic has worn it, off or something. The spell yeah, is broken. Exactly. It's, it's like you pay for it and the spell is broken. <laughs> and I get home and I go, what was I thinking? <laughs> I know. I know. And it's really, it's a challenge to bypass all that because, Boy, they're good at marketing. They know human psyche so well, and they know exactly the buttons to press. Right. And uh, so, yeah, who can? And, you know, like I'm always floored when it says made with 100% real fruit. And I'm like, (laughs) what else would it be made with? (laughs) Fake fruit? The fact that you're saying that, I'm thinking there's no freaking real fruit in this. You are, you are fooling me. <laughs> and, you know, just, I mean, and, and, the, and to think that they get away with that kind of verbiage on the packaging and, 
And, you know, again, the ingredients, you really have to be a detective mm-hmm. because they're code words for the ingredients. And it's hidden yeah. underneath the chemicals and, and whatever is in there. And, you know, a common person who has the energy and the time and the inclination to, you know, how many things can we understand? So they're like, well, whatever, it's only a dollar and, you know, and I'm hungry. Exactly. Oh, good. I I read an article once that showed there were 200 code words for sugar. Um, And and it was mind boggling. I will never forget that, you know, so many things because I would be deliberate about not buying things with added sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see this list and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's in everything. Yeah, I think like the rule of thumb is do everything that shine is not gold. So not to buy anything that comes in a glittery, beautiful package. Um that's really because you got to be suspicious of that stuff. It's not even food. It's food lookalike. It's a food, food product. Book. It's a manufactured food. It's not nature's. Although I did hear that Twinkies no longer have like a ten-year shelf life. I heard this on I heard this on NPR this week. It's four, forty-five days. Oh wow, they have improved. Remember those double fried Twinkies? Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> That's when they thought fat is really good for you. I'm gonna double fry the Twinkie. It's like I know this is this is a, this is a... how far oh how far we've come. <laughs> how far we have come. So it's you know it's amazing to me. It's just amazing to me how how the basic real truthful information how easily it becomes distorted and how easily it it kind of becomes obsolete because they've taken your mind on a totally different trajectory packaged food and the and the bars and the quick and easy to grab and everything tastes like chocolate and Right. <laughs> but, but I was thinking about, you know, what you said earlier, um, the when we're little, I guess, it's, you know, it depends on what we're fed. But when we're little, we get the idea of what a treat is. Yeah. Right. And ice cream mm-hmm. and or a chocolate chip cookie. Um, they were <laughs> rewarded. At least that's how I was raised. They were rewarded as treats. And so as you grow up. Um, something that can be as delicious as, you know, a fresh pineapple or Mm -hmm. um, a a piece of delicious fruit or a vegetable, because it wasn't in the treat category, we always had this mindset that, that it's not a treat when it really is an amazing treat. Treat, Yeah. And (laughs) that's where we have to get away from thinking food is a reward or Mm. it's a punishment. It's neither. Food is fuel, right? You yeah. know, it's like, you know, if you do something bad, you're not going to be given good food. I mean, you don't do that. <laughs> right, right. That's funny you say it. So we say that good fat is fuel for an inspired, inspired healthy, healthy life. life. But it's fuel. It's deliberately it's the world. Yeah. Right? 
I love okay, that. Yeah. I think I love your message because it really, uh, and what a, I mean, what a, I mean, you did this on your own and look what you started. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I remember when the, you know, it was first launching and you had me write an article for the magazine and, and I thought, and what a brilliant idea. And now I see you have a lot of followers and you know what I want to talk to you about. You mentioned that you have a wellness company. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, um, like I said, that one thing led to the next, right? So it was, um, I, I'm sorry, I can't turn my phone off. Um, so it was this, the snack and I've just found people wanted to know more, wanted to, mm-hmm. to, and, and where do you go? So we have the magazine and then we have the podcast and then now we're doing workshops quarterly, um, around wellness and, um, who knows? Educating right? people. And, and, and I knew you had like a bar at one point. like a- Yeah, a snack bar. So I was, I had a partnership. And so my, I, my partner and I went separate ways and it was good. We're, we totally support each other, but I was what more, um, excited about the education piece rather than and a- that, rather than the product. And he, he, um, is pursuing the product because that's what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and it's with good fat, good fat company. Um, and they've really expanded. So now they have bagels, um, uh, good, good fat, uh, low carb, uh, bagels mm-hmm. and some de- delicious desserts and the bars. And, um, because we need, we need to have those choices and choices that feel like they're a treat so that yeah. psychologically mm-hmm. we're satisfied. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, we have entered the world of choices. Mm. We are in a world of food products. You know, the the grocery stores aren't going to go back to just the whole foods. The whole foods, no. Because it's kind of like, you know, the cat is out of the bag. It's like, you know, it's like tell people no more cell phones. It's not going to happen. So you have to learn. You have to have the skills to know what a powerful tool this is or what a powerful product might be in the world. And how do you use, how do you, how do you navigate that world? So since we are in a world of choices, grab and go somehow has entered our vocabulary all the goodness in one package where you don't have to think about it. But, you know, my dream is really, you know, please think about it. You need to think about it because it's your life. It's Mm. your health. If you don't think about it, someone else is going to think for you. And guess what? They may not have your best interest at heart. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. So, but it is nice to have choices or food products where there's an integrity of the provider transparency where you know the code words for food are not used you know to me any food that has more than three ingredients you must question Hmm. right that's a good so like so you do you do you use that as kind of like your rule of thumb Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I do that. Uh, I just can't even, because I, I have a problem. <laughs> I have, I have many problems. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry's like, hmm, yeah. I've heard that before. Mm. So, 
I really have a problem with, um, I really have a problem with, on many levels, with combining so many ingredients in one product. Number one, personally, I like to know what I'm eating. Like if you give me a stew and soup of God knows what the heck is in it, I'm not going to eat it. Okay. I just won't eat it. Like I need to see my carrots. Mm. I need to see clarity. As that's how I am. I'm clear. I need to see clearly what is it that I'm consuming. So I don't even make recipes that are, you know, there are recipes that are like page long ingredients. Mm -hmm. And you puree something and mix something and bake something. And there's so many layers to it. And I'm thinking, why in the world would I do that? Right at the first step, I'm ready to eat. I'm going to eat that. I'm not going to puree that. I'm not going to bake the darn thing. I'm not going to mix this thing with that and that. They should not even be mixed together. I think that it's because I know too much. I know Ayurvedically okay. what happens with each food and how the food gets digested and metabolized and the the post-digestive effects of the food. I, I know that information. It's like I can't unknow it. And so I don't buy into that. And anytime when something comes in a package where there's a list is this long, you lost me after the fourth ingredient. I don't care how shiny your package is. Guess what? I'm not buying it because I don't know what the heck is it. I, I don't I don't, need, hmm. I don't know what the heck it is. So I think the simple rule of thumb, because we're swimming in a sea of ocean, of information, a sea of ocean. I'm being redundant. Um, we're swimming in, you know, an ocean of information, information without, yeah. without any yeah. like a bank, a shore to grab onto. So, how do we navigate that world? We do have to simplify our life. So that's where some of our, like you know, you can call it principles or my rule of thumb, just so you yes. know what the heck to do. So, you know, anytime there's more than two or three ingredients, anytime they say it's made with real this, hmm, it's not. That, I mean, how the heck do you get away with such a big lie? Blatant lie is beyond me. Well, but, um, but also what does real mean? I don't I understand. Mean, you know, I know real made with real fruit juice. You go, okay. Made with real ingredients. <laughs> so okay. Like... You know, yeah. again, I it you come to know the mm. the it's a chemical warfare on food, and even the whole foods, you know, vegetables and fruits that we pick, because the quality of the soil has been compromised to the nth degree by the chemical use. So I I heard of a product. Um, my part my partner who has a good fat company. Um, had told me that there's a, now a product and it's like um, a, an instrument and you can point it at the apple, an apple, right? Uh -huh. And, and it'll, it, tell it'll tell you the nutritional content in that apple. And he said he's seen it where you've got a carrot and then you can take the nutritional content in this carrot and then um, look at other carrots that are grown other places and maybe need 14 or 20 carrots to mm -hmm. equate to this one carrot, depending upon the soil that it came from, My which gosh. to me is fascinating. It's so. fascinating. Isn't it amazing? 
So, I mean, can I mean you... where we are, like, how is this how we're supposed to be living and eating? Yeah. You know, when we have to analyze and, and, and eat this way, I'm not even hungry anymore. It's become another chore. Mm. It's such a long chore to be able to go pick a darn carrot because you don't know what the, where the heck is going. So at some point, we can't control it. We can do our part in, you know, for the earth friendly in doing cleaning of the environment that we can. At some point, we have to, like, you know, we said it in our first podcast together, screw it all. I'll, I can't live this. I cannot live. I mean, I'm very conscious. I'm right. educated, I believe. But there's always more. But I can't live this way. It'll drive me nuts. Right. You have to measure the the nutritional value to is kind of like spying on people let me see where you're trying to do me in i have this instrument like look at we keep on going into a different track hmm. instead of going back to the basics like wouldn't it be nice if you just freaking told me the truth of where the heck food comes from it's really not that hard you picked it you know where it come from i wouldn't, wouldn't it, how i don't know why would like we're going backwards well but look at our look at and and i don't and I don't, I don't mean it like a oh and look at this but yeah. but the truth is is that so many of our st students children have never seen where something came from you no. know the, it, it's my husband was raised in Jersey City you know a, an apple came from the store store I it didn't know. come from the tree and so there's um there's so much it, it goes back to educating and you it's know educating we're disconnected and our children from the source yeah. of food we're disconnected yeah. food comes from a store yeah and i had my son thing i'm like honey how do you think that chicken just flew over there into kroger's and saying <laughs> kill me and eat me and he's like oh why'd you have to do that mom <laughs> <laughs> it's like no but my chicken i did not kill my chicken came from fingers it's like oh my gosh <laughs> oh my god i think i think our audience is getting a big laugh or kick out of our conversation it's just it just really is <laughs> I don't yes. know if it's this time of the day where I get giddy from working all day, or it's just it's just funny. Some of the things are just like I, I, I. Some of the things that we do or the story know, we tell ourselves. So, so it is important um, to connect know. to the source of the food and and know where it comes from. And I always think that you know our body works the same way today that it did 100, 200,000 years ago, people. Um, the high tech does not change how your digestion works. Mm. Okay, It's not high tech or low tech. It just works the same way. So maybe we ought to go back and, and borrow some of the wisdom from our ancestors, from those uh, wise sages, the Ayurvedic yeah. doctors who knew. Who knew. Who knew. <laughs> who knew. Yeah. And... So I think kind of leaning towards that, leaning towards, you know, I hate to even say I used to, you know, common sense, but even that has become such a wide range. Mm. It's common sense. Like you can't say a word anymore because, I mean, what's common sense to one person? The other person may be totally oblivious to it because they've just already entered a world of 
choices, options, and products. So they have no idea what the heck. And they've know. had different experiences. They've had different right. experiences. So, you know, um, so again, one rule of thumb is like two to three ingredients, whether it's in a package, whether you're cooking something in a pot or in your oven. Like, keep it simple. Your body likes simplicity because it can recognize what it is eating. Why it's important for your body to recognize? Because it's secreting bile enzymes to break down that food. <clears throat> if you give it a bag of confusion, guess what the body does? It does yeah. nothing. It's like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to step aside. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So I'm going to do nothing. Thanks. Next. And it, the food just sits there. So you know what that means? That's like that's that's disease happening in the body. That's toxicity. That's that's illness right there. So yeah. you do want your body to recognize what the heck it is that you're eating. If you don't know what you're eating, I guarantee you your body doesn't either. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. So, but I, uh, are all of your recipes, you have recipes in your book that have more My than recipes, three. recipes, yeah. That have more than three ingredients. You know, it's because in some of the, um, actually, it really is just like if I'm adding, say, more than one vegetable. To me, all the okay. different vegetables is still like one what? ingredient. Okay. And what I also did when I listed the spices, I created a spice mix for people. Okay. So it's your digestive spice mix. Maybe okay. you have many different spices, medicinal spices in there. So you take a spoonful and vegetables uh, and there you go. So you have like two things. So that, I mean, the process is very simple. The process okay. isn't puree this, mix this, whip that, layer over that, and bake it, and now add this, now double fry it. Like, it's just, you know, it's simple in the way that you can keep it very simple. The simple thing for me is, you know, any vegetable, add a little bit of spices, like, you know, salt and pepper is your common spices. People know some people are more familiar with Italian spices like basil or oregano or Mediterranean spices, I should mm. say, or some, yeah, I think now the Indian spices are making more of a common, like a household name, like cumin, coriander, especially mm. turmeric. Mm -hmm. Turmeric is one of the, the Indian elixir, <clears throat> the cure of all cures, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, how pretty. Get, this is how we get into the high fat, the, the extremes, right? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I hope, you know, everything is not about turmeric, people. Again, it's a thing. It, we need to understand its properties and qualities and know how to use it. Uh, so even, you know, just a handful of spices, ginger root, adding mm. these kind of spices to any vegetable. I just, I just um, heard that you can freeze ginger root and then take it out and then um, grate it frozen. Yeah, you can do that. You know, I, my sister, what she does, she makes like grates it, makes a ginger paste. So she yeah. puts it in ice cubes. Okay. And she takes an ice cube. But, and that's a good way. I just, I am one of those people. I'm thinking, I just never do those things because I just grate a ginger. Like, what's the big deal? To me, it's it doesn't take much time. I'm a small little grater. Or I just chop it. And it's, it's like a, a, you know, 10 second thing. 
So I never go into that kind of food prep where I'm freezing things. Mm-hmm. But you can if some people think, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch. And because, you know, we, we have been the, the, the idea of planning the meals have been kind of implanted in our heads because it was driven out of our such busy lives that we don't have time to grate our ginger right so plan plan ahead and there's merit in that and if that's what works for you then absolutely you can freeze the Mm. ginger and use it as you need it it's convenient um yeah I just didn't know because I'll I'll buy it and then I won't use it all I'll forget that it's there but it was just nice to know that I could always have it always have it so here's one one thing and uh one of the things is you know in Ayurveda, I learned, is the energy of the food. Mm. So I remember, you know, my teacher, when he was talking about, and he said, what would be the energy of frozen meat? And he looked at me and he goes, Mina. And what I said, and I said, dead energy. (laughs) Right? And he laughed. So it's it's cold energy because it's been frozen. Mm. Right. So when you reuse it, so there's energetically, there's something happens to the food when you take it out of the freezer, as opposed to when you um, grate it fresh. So there's a prana level. But, you know, if we can even start using frozen ginger, I think that's the win win. Okay. Good to know. Okay. You know what I mean? Just go if you're freezing, it works for you. Go for it and don't give it another thought. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so what else? So I I know that when you started, you have a Facebook page, right? It's I do. I have a, it's inspired good fat life. So follow that inspired good fat life because right? you, you do some awesome podcasts talking yep. about the good fat and all the health. And uh, I think you have a lot of followers now. You started very small. We we did like with yeah. one. <laughs> With one, and that's how it starts. And it's right. because, you know, what you offer is of value. So then people will find that. So follow the inspired good fat life. And uh, what else can, how else can, um, how else do you serve the public, the people with the magazine? And that's primarily, well, actually, that's a great question. Um, with the podcast, one of the things that the reasons that I started the podcast is I found that there's so many people like yourself that are doing amazing things in supporting people <clears throat> living and living their best selves. But I wanted to have a way that I could help um, get the information out, spread the word, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and also so I could learn too. Yeah, so the, absolutely. The, the podcast has been a really wonderful way to do that. And then um, now I've started speaking at groups, um, you know, like a little five minutes um, opening, um, opening different meetings, association meetings, talking about the importance of good fat. And, um, and then, like I said, we're having workshops and, oh, we just, um, we're to have a good fat uh, walking walking running team at a goddess uh, run in September in Ann Arbor. So we're putting together. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just building um, ways that we can connect and building ways we can connect in community that supports each of us. 
Wonderful. Um, so would you give our audience, like what are some of the, say the top three fats that people can consume and what would be the quantity? It, it, well, the quantity is going to differ for yes, everybody, for right? Everybody. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I avocados, yeah. avocados, olive oil, nuts. Those are really the top three um, good fats that are easy yeah. to easy to eat. Um, those coconut oil, um, yeah. you know, those. And you probably use that a lot in your cooking. Yeah, coconut use coconut milk. oil. I use uh, ghee, which is clarified butter. Right, ghee. Yeah. Um, you use coconut milk. I um, use coconut ghee. milk sometimes. I'll sometimes. make dessert with it, or I'll put it in. I'll make like um, coconut milk and cacao. Mm. Make a latte, whatever. And that's yeah, that, pretty yummy. That sounds delicious. So really, there's there's just lots of one of my favorite um, things to eat is um an egg you know like a just a, a a fried egg and some olive oil with um avocado and yeah, some and some beans like i half love a cup to of put it on beans. toast i know the ketogenic <clears throat> people is like make you know cut the toast out but i like the toast i don't need it all the time but i think toast eggs and avocado is such a good combination and a little tomato for the tangy taste to go yeah out. or a little hot sauce or something little hot sauce is yeah. so good so there's one thing that i'm going to might as well share with the audience you said avocado um so again <clears throat> if something is good in one season it necessarily is not that good in another season so springtime is a time where we want to not do so much fat Avocado mm. is one of them, just because the body is trying to uh, get rid of the overconsumption of, of the winter. winter time. And so the fat consumption in the springtime, it actually will impede the flow. And that's where people begin to have like the cold and the sinus and allergies kind of symptoms because that overconsumption, that fat stuff is trying to move mm. out. So maybe springtime is to, you know, reduce the quantity. Um, <clears throat> that, that's an Ayurvedic? That's an Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic, yeah. Yeah, so you don't, so it doesn't come in the way. So that's why we have to, we do have to pay attention to nature. What's nature doing? Whatever is nature doing is our body is doing that. So, you know, that's a really good point um, is, it, it's not, there's never one thing, is there? I know. So it's, 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 it's really like, is not. So that's why, you know, even when people say, eat these five magic foods, I'm like, oh, I need to qualify that. Because people, is it really, you, have to, yeah. you have to understand that we, we get into this, um, I don't want to think zone. So now I'm just going to hang on to this five things and I'm good to go. Well, we need to qualify. They eat these five things for how long and who and, and and when do you need to change that? Because, and that's why when there's like, oh, I follow this diet, I follow that diet. I'm sorry, there's no one thing. You're fooling yourself if you think that my, it, you cannot. You have to be mindful on a day-to-day -day basis and saying, what does my body need? And, you know, to sometimes I think I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do like one meal because I'm sitting in front of the computer, but my body is starving. I give that up. Mm. I go eat because 
I'm not going to get a headache just because I decided a day before I'm not, I'm going to do one meal because the time gives me something else. There's a need of the body and that's what I have to pay attention to. So I think that it's not one thing. It's not not one thing. It really, what one thing is, is can you be aware what that means? (coughs) Can you tune in? to what your body needs and also can you begin to trust that you know what your body needs can you tune into the inner dialogue that you're continuously fighting because the mind thinks you should do it this way stress when you're like oh no i should do this way body is telling you something else your mind is already preset on something because you heard this information now there's a there's a clash going on that equals stress. Any amount of stress stress is not going to help you with anything. Forget weight loss or anything like that. So, you know, we're not here to suffer. <laughs> no, no, no. And you're right. To suffer, okay? And we want to make we it easy. We need to stop buying into this BS of eat this magic food, follow my diet, because I lost 45 pounds. Well, first of all, you have to have a lot of weight to lose 40, 45 pounds. That's a different story than somebody who just needs to lose 10. And you don't know what happened to those people six months later. Guess what? They gained it all back. And they're struggling all over again. Hmm. Because it's something else they need to follow. Hmm. And. Or address it's deeper, it's yeah. Inside, and also, you know, food is a food is a very is a great disguiser, not a disguiser. Food is a really a great friend, um, with you in any time. You're bored, you're sad, you're lonely, you're pissed off, you are happy, you are whatever. Food makes a great companion. Who doesn't like to eat? It tastes so darn good. So it can disguise a lot of the um, emotional gaps that we experience. That's so, um... so when we, you know, the, the root cause is, again, where are the gaps? Why are you needing so much comfort every day from a carton of ice cream is a real question. It's not the ice cream. It's not the problem. It's you are using the wrong thing to fill something that cannot be filled with ice cream as taste as good as it tastes. So, you know, again, so when we get into this, like, you know, food disorders, that's all of it's, it's, it's not about food. It's about what's going on deeper with you. So until we do that deeper work and um, <clears throat> fulfill those psychological gaps then food just becomes fuel. You don't need to overeat. You don't need to undereat. You're satisfied. And food is fuel. Food is medicine. You know, food becomes this sacred. It's, it's a really a gift of God, gift of nature. Mm. And then eating becomes very sacred because you're, you're eating, you know, you're, you're not eating an apple. You're thinking about the energy of the hands, if hands were involved, who got that apple from God knows where, from a tree onto your kitchen table, right? So that deeper Mm -hmm. connection uh, to the source of food, it really um, helps connect us 
to our own inner resources. Mm. And that's fulfilling. <clears throat> Excuse and that's, me. And that's fulfilling in such a big way that any amount of food just simply cannot. It's yeah, it, different. You know, it's yeah, that awareness as you start. It's that awareness. Yeah. If yeah. we and it's not, it's not like it's such a mountain to climb. Start being start being aware today. Ask yeah. me the question, where did this apple come from? Yeah. Yeah, That's I like that. Through. Where did this apple come from? And, you know, wonder people who picked it. How does it make it from all the way got on a ship, on a plane, on a truck? And, you know, it just, so you are, you are, but you are creating, you're creating a connection. Mm. And that's what we are more starved for. But we fulfill it with food. If we could fulfill it with food, we will stop. Obviously, mm. we can't fulfill it because we keep eating. Yeah, we because can. the overeating, <laughs> overeating keeps going. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't do what you don't even know that you're trying to do. Mm. So, so I think that's where the the deeper, and we can all open our eyes a little wider today, and we can all just ask that one question and wonder. You know, ask the unquestionable question. Which is, which is what, where, why, how? What, where, or where did our food come from? What is this? I I do find that when I'm really mindful, mm -hmm. and thank you for reminding me that um, th when I'm mindful and take the moment to really look at my food, to give thanks for the food, for like you yeah. said, for the people who grew the food, harvested it, got to my table, the air, the sun, the water that grew that supported I mean, it it changes everything it changes it's a gift it does it we really when we relish food we just really oh my god it's just so good it's fulfilling on so many levels but we, when we become aware of that right it becomes such a nourishing thing like it's meant to be instead of just you know, our mind is somewhere else, our eyes are somewhere else, just the mouth is open and the hand is going to the mouth. And we're not even connecting to what's happening in our, um, you know, in our gut, what's happening in our stomach, how the body's feeling. We're disconnected. Yeah. Well, that's a great reminder, Mina. Thank you for that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience? No, I think just, um, you know, we like to say, um, you know, when you when you eat good fat, you uh, create an awareness and then you live a we go out and create our good fat lives. Good fat life. Lives, I love so. that. It's just, it just <laughs> makes me think that we're just such a happy and radiant and just fulfilled life. Right, right, because so all that brings by living your good fat life. So, exactly. so Mina, we'll go out and live our good fat lives. Right? Live our good fat lives. So thank right. you so much, Sherry, for being here. I love what you're doing. And thank you to all the listeners. And uh, if you have any questions, please comment. Tell us what is the good fat that you use in your life. And tell us what, you know, one or two things that you got out of this conversation. And we love to hear from you. Until we see you next week, have yourself a lovely afternoon. Oh, thank you so much, Mina. Thank you, Sherry. Bye. Thank you for listening to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And we look forward to being with you next week.